The Twins beat the Mariners in the opener in Seattle. Look at that from Brandon. Let's break it down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. It's a late night edition, Monday, June 13th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins. here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Brandon Warren. Before we get started, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Yes, it's Athletic Greens. Go to Athletic Greens dot com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Brandon twins beat the Mariners three, two in the series opener. And it felt like the pitching staff was going to need to do what they did, which is leave a lot of runners on because the twins offense did the same on the other side. Yeah. All hands on deck in this one. And the twins were one for seven, with runners in scoring position. So, yeah, they left a lot of ducks on the pond, so to speak. But I don't think there's going to be too many people criticizing Rocco Baldelli's bullpen management tonight when uh, excuse me, Chris Archer and six relievers combined for one earned run and 11 strikeouts. So, yeah, white-knuckled it a little bit there at the end, especially with Dylan Moore stealing second base. And Emilio Pagan's home run issues against Jesse Winker. Yeah, you know, I was definitely at the edge of my seat, but – this Twins team is good, man, and they they went out and did exactly what they had to do tonight. Yeah, let's talk about that bullpen usage. I think Baldelli may be a little mm-hmm. bit more aggressive because of the off day. Thursday uses a lot of arms tonight. Archer goes four, goes straight to Theobar, who was awesome, and giving different looks all night long, Brandon, to this Mariners offense. Yeah, if you go down the list, you've got Theobar from the left side. Griffin Jacks throws pretty hard. Cotton's got the Bugs Bunny changeup. Joe Smith is kind of in a roll all his own Duran throws the living fire out of the ball and then Pagan is you know he's starting to come around he's starting to grow on me I tweeted his stats a little while ago here 20 strikeouts five walks over the last month plus a few too many home runs still but they're working on some stuff with him and total team effort (laughs) great job by Joe Smith too gets a hold for one pitch that's (laughs) good work if you can get it Nice. Yeah. Emilio Pagan, I think since the Daz Cameron fiasco in Detroit, his stuff looks better to me. And Latroy mentioned tonight, maybe the heat, the the warmer weather is helping with this fastball velocity, touching 97 and really painting corners tonight. He walked Dylan Moore, but a great pitch to Winker to get him, challenged him 95 up in the zone. And that splitter looks great right now. I think he is upticking stuff wise. What do you think? By the way, too, I said this yesterday on Twitter or two days ago, as it were, because it's after midnight where I am. <laughs> but Pagan's stat cast sliders are useless if his 90-mile-per-hour pitch and his 90-mile-per-hour pitch are both tabbed as fastballs. So I love stat cast. I think it does a wonderful job. But when you see all those green sliders for Emilio – or sorry, blue sliders for Emilio Pagan with the idea that his fastball velocity is not what it has been at its peak – it's certainly hard to uh, take that page specifically. And yeah, Pagan 
said at the time of the trade that there's a zero chance Emilio Pagan could replicate what Taylor Rogers would have done. He's not doing that right now, and I do not want to make it sound like I'm patting myself on the back. But from this point forward to the end of the season, there's there's a non-zero chance. Does it mean it's 25%? Does it mean it's 35, 40, whatever? You'll take that when you've got an extra year of control. And Chris Paddock was dang good for this team before he got hurt. And they still got a kid in the trade as well. So I I think Pagan is settling in, and I'm really, really less worried to see him in the ninth inning than I was before. Someone who's really settled into this bullpen, and we talk about him a lot, but to me, like we, you and I watched Griffin Jacks last year get popped. I think he set the Twins record for most homers allowed in a rookie season by a starter last year. But the numbers underneath, we knew were solid. I mean, it, it's fun to watch him go out there and just pump. And now the changeup looks really good too, Brandon. What are your thoughts on Jacks tonight? Yeah, it makes you wonder what some guys could look like in shorter bursts because when we watched Griffin Jacks, last season and if you would have told me he would be the number in my opinion number two reliever yep, i agree i'm not i'm not moving duran off that spot i did see some chatter about that on twitter tonight but we'll leave it at that if you were to tell me that i think the twins were 27 and 36 instead of 36 and 27 and instead jack says a sub three era and he's striking out i think a batter per inning or right around there it's it's an incredible turnaround i've been so impressed the slider's been good the velos popped and like you said, too, the, the changeup is a nice addition there. They've had some guys, too, that have looked pretty rough and then kind of rounded into form. I know Scott Baker back in the day had a rough first season. And actually, I think he had a decent first season, a rough second, and then a good, pretty good third. And even Tyler Duffy got beat up a little bit before he moved to the bullpen. So a lot of times we have to remember that these young players, and by young, it may mean experience or just flat out young, are not finished products on the field. And I think Griffin Jacks is showing that as, as well as anybody this season in a Twins uniform. Twins have another young player on the farm who is destroying at AAA. We'll talk about him after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So easy to use on your phone or desktop. Head to the website today or use that mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. Bet online is the best. I love their platform. Alex Kirilov crushing at AAA St. Paul. Brandon, were you surprised at all that he was not taken on this trip to Seattle? Maybe a little, but I think at the same time, too, bringing up Elliot Soto is a very temporary measure. Just protection and the fact that they want to use their entire 26 man roster at their disposal. If he comes home with the Twins from Seattle or leave Seattle with the team, I'd be absolutely stunned. And it would even be possible that as you and I are speaking, he's being designated for assignment so that they can bring Joe Ryan back. So it's it was not about the player. It was about the role that could be filled. That's why it wasn't Spencer Steer. That why it was, that's why it wasn't. I mean, if you look at Soto's numbers, you're like, there's no way this guy should be promoted to the big leagues. It's just not he's not killing it at St. Paul. But as far as Kirloff is concerned, I think what you're going to need to see is the Twins switch course with him and Jose Miranda. Miranda's been swinging it a little better lately, but I think you could make that swap and have it be fairly justified. I suspect maybe maybe Miranda faces Marco Gonzalez and then they make that move. But it seems to me like he's not that far off. But I've been saying that for about seven to ten days. So that that shows you what I know. 
Important the Twins won this one, in my opinion, considering the bullpen arms they used. And also, Logan Gilbert is going tomorrow for Seattle. And you never know. The mm. Twins have done extremely well against these frontline starters. Logan Gilbert is no exception. He's been awesome this year. And we saw him at Target Field look great. I believe that was game two of that opening series. So it's Logan Gilbert. Joe Ryan returns for the Twins. Brandon, what do you expect in this matchup on Tuesday night? Well, this felt like this might be the letdown game with Ryan and then Sonny Gray going in the next two and to not have back-to-back letdown games after the end of the last series was certainly good with, with Joe Ryan. I know there was a lot of ruckus or hubbub about him not making the last start against the Yankees only threw about 40 pitches at CHS field. So hopefully he'll be ramped up to at least give him 70, 75, maybe, maybe a full compliment for all I know, because again, yeah, like you said, they're not going to want to ring the bullpen as far down as they did this time. Six relievers is, Quite a few. So, yeah, hopefully he just comes out and gives them five, six solid if he can if he can last that long. And honestly, that's what we've grown accustomed to. You look up at the the box score at the end of a Joe Ryan start, and it's six innings, five strikeouts, one or two earned runs, maybe a home run, maybe a walk. But you put together thirty of those, and halfway through, they might send you to the All Star game. So he's a uh, he's a very key part of this. And I think it's impressive how the Twins have stemmed the tide with both him and Sonny Gray out. They've kind of been piecing it together with uh, duct tape and uh, Elmer's glue, but it's it's been pretty good. I'm curious to see how he does against this Mariners lineup. One of his more poor starts was that opening day start against Seattle, and even his poor starts, it feels like you know four innings, a couple earned runs, he finds a way to get outs. Twins win the opener, Brandon. And what's the record, sir? I don't, I, I just, it fell out of my brain. Do we know the record? 36 and 27? That's correct, which oh, is okay, a 93, you Thank you. 90, 93 and 69 pace. So 92, it's like 92.6 wins. So that to me will get it done in the AL Central this year by probably a five, six game margin. So just got to keep on keeping on if they can go 500. The rest of the way, you're looking at an 86-ish win team. So keep on keeping on, get a couple more wins than losses, and they should be in pretty good shape. Twins have been in first place since Byron Buxton walked off Liam Hendricks. That was April 24th. Feels like yesterday. Today is June 13th. So you know what I thought while. about today? What's I that? forgot that this season started late yeah. because of the labor stuff. I was thinking about it. I was just sitting in the car, and I'm like, hang on a second. This, this season started late. Doesn't even feel like it anymore when I think back to – when the Twins open against Seattle, it's just crazy how things can change in a couple months. We're chugging along. Soon we'll be talking trade deadline. Can't wait. Brandon, get some rest, sir. Congrats on the new baby coming, and we will talk Thank to you. you soon. You're the man.